Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Between the pit and the palace, there's a process. And the anointing comes on you to begin to shape you and make you and take you where God wants you to be. So your family might hide you out in the back 40, but the anointing is going to find you. And that anointing might make a guy jealous and mad and he might keep suppressing you and not let you be promoted on your job like David when he was serving King Saul. You know, but none of you have had your boss take a spear and try to pin you to the wall. So stop crying. Between the pit and the palace, there's a process. And that anointing that comes on you, that came on you, that woke you up and said, Hey, dummy, you're anointed. That same anointing will shape you and conform you and cause your life to move in and out, in and out. Until you come to the place that God intended when the anointing came on you. Just because there's some space between it doesn't mean anything. When you get to the place where the anointing begins to be activated in your life, you will experience a new pace, a new position, and a new pressure. Hmm. What? Yeah, that's what's about to happen to you this year. Better get ready. Better get ready, Donald. Better get ready, Rebecca. Better get ready. As the anointing gets activated on your life, there will be a new pace. Right? It's like when you watch children go from kindergarten to first grade, they kind of struggle a little bit. And when they jump from the fourth grade, you know, up to the fifth grade, there's another. And then from junior high to high school, right? You'll see them, because ah, the class has got a little bit harder. And they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And they want to go back to where they came from. When it gets hard, sometimes we want to go back to where we came from where, before we were anointed because we're not sure. Are you sure I'm anointed? Are you sure this anointing thing's working? Maybe mine's broken. Maybe Maybe I need to trade this in to get a refund. I need another anointing. So we run to this conference and that person and that person acting like, you know, you went and bought it and ordered it online anyway, right? No, you didn't. The anointing came and found you where you were. It came and settled down in you and it's in control of your time, of, of your future and everything. The anointing will draw people to you. It'll put people away from you. The anointing will draw resources to you, and it will separate you from resources. It'll cause you to be king, and it'll cause you to be a slave. The same anointing. The same anointing. Don't get bogged down in the process. But when it gets activated, you can't run and say, oh, my anointing's broken. No, it's working. That's the problem. It is working. That anointing is working. It's forming Christ in you. It's, it's patience having its perfect work in you. So you're complete and you don't need anything else. You don't need man's approval. You don't need to be recognized. You don't need your name. You don't need a card. You don't need money. No, patience has its perfect work in you till you're complete and you need nothing because Christ has been formed in you. And he's enough. The anointing. The anointed one. This is an important period of transitioning. Listen, I know this may not be what I'm saying, but I know I'm saying something. Usually I say it be, uh, way so far before it, people go. 
This ain't going to be three or four months. This is going to be a suddenly. You better get ready. I'm just calming down so you'll understand before it activates. This is an important period of transitioning. This third day anointing of the, of the king. It often the most critical and toughest transition time. Uh, this, is, this can often be the most critical or tr- tough transition time. In your life or your ministry, the battles might have been the fiercest. They might have been the most relentless. And the enemies will use preemptive attacks. That means the attack came before the manifestation of who you are. The attack comes, the preemptive. It's like you don't even know who you are. I mean, do you think that Jesus as a baby laying in the manger knew that he was the son of God? I want you to think about that. Do you think Jesus in his diapers, knew that he was the Lamb of God, that he was the Son of God. No, I bet he didn't, but the devil sure did and sent and killed every baby boy that was his relative in his hometown. And Jesus escaped only because his stepdaddy had a dream and took him to Egypt to protect him. Praise God for stepdaddies who love God. Right? A preemptive strike. That's why you went through everything you went through before now. Because you didn't know, but the devil did. The attacks, the suppressing, right? Diversionary things. Why? Well, I think I'm supposed to do that. No, I'm supposed to do that. No, maybe I'm supposed to do that. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's her. Right? Instead of just locking on to Jesus and letting the anointing do its work. It's got to do its work. You've got to let it work through you. The kingdom of heaven is like this. It's like when you put a little tiny bit of leaven into bread, it works its way through the whole loaf. If the kingdom of heaven and the anointing of the king gets in you, it'll work its way through you until finally you just become the bread. You become a king and it will do its work. Hebrews 2, 7 says this, You have crowned him, that's man, a little lower than angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. Listen, if you don't think that you're important, I want you to think about this. The God of heaven who made heaven and earth puts you over his creation to govern as a king on the earth. Think about that. That's a pretty important job. See, as Native Americans, we know that. But I think everybody else forgets it sometimes. God has put us over creation. What is created? Everything I can see. And some things I can't see. And I'm supposed to be reigning over that. It's not supposed to be reigning over me. I'm supposed to be reigning over it. Cancer doesn't reign over me. I reign over cancer. Right? Injustice doesn't reign over me. I I reign over it. Right? I've made you to be kings and priests. Between the calling and ordaining is the proving ground, the process. You have to be confirmed and crowned. You have to be anointed and appointed, and that's a process. Just think about this. When we fulfill our destiny and we allow the anointing, the king anointing to settle fully on us, we help everybody else. Joseph, right? Look at everything that he went through as God was taking him through the process until he got to the palace. But not only did it was his own life spared in this famine that was worldwide, but he saved his family. He saved his nation. He saved all the nations of the world at that time. One man who was submitted and surrendering to the anointing as a king on his life. 
What about Esther? How many people did she save? How many Jews do you think were living in the, in, in the world at that time? All of them in that region, under that king and that government that God caused her to go through, being an orphan, being kidnapped, being put in the palace, you know, being put in a harem, right? Having to hide her identity and take on another name and get married to a man that she didn't ask for. And yet God used her to save the lives of every Jewish person in the world at that time. And make way for the Jews to return to to Israel. What about King David? What did his anointing do? His anointing saved you. Not only did David save his, his own family and the kingdom against the Philistines, but through him, Jesus would come and save everybody forever. What about Jesus? What about Jesus' anointing? What about Jesus' anointing as a king? How many people did he save? Right? How many people did he save? I want to pray. Angelica, come. I want to pray for us tonight that we would have the anointing. I want you to think about this. Jesus in Revelation is called the Lion of the tribe of Judah and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's called you to be a king and a priest. In Genesis, or one of the scriptures says, it says, Judah is my bow. Right? As people that are kings that worship and praise God, we are a weapon in the hand of God. As we enthrone God in our worship, you know, because we're kings, we're priests, and we're worshiping God. And this anointing that you're going to need in the next season, you have to allow God to come upon you. Right? You have to allow God to come up on you and, and allow God to speak. Don't pay attention to the sound. There's people that'll do that. Don't 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 look. Pay attention. We should close your eyes. I want you to ask God, Father, what are you anointing me for in this next season? What are you anointing me for in this next season, Jesus? What do I need to be anointed? For so that I can overcome, so that I can multiply, so that I can increase. Father, what is it that you want to do and accomplish in this season? As this is a day, God, where your anointing is increasing on the church and on Israel. As you've come as the lion of the tribe of Judah, and you're empowering us, and your anointing is increasing on us. Like David. You filled horns of oil and you're pouring it out on us and anointing our heads with fresh oil, God. God, we need an increase. God, we need you to give us the ability to reign. We need you, God, to increase our faith. God, there's an administration shift because the enemy has been doing what he's doing, but it's really not been about him. You've been in control the whole time. And your government and your kingdom is about to be displayed like we've never seen before. But God, when the kingdom was increasing and shifting, John the Baptist said, he must increase, but I must decrease. If God's government is about to increase in your life, your finances, your home, your family, maybe you need to decrease and make room for him. In order to be filled up with an anointing, sometimes we have to pour ourselves out. We have to be a vessel that's empty so Jesus can pour himself in. 
some of you have been anointed long time ago. Prophetic words and things that have been spoken over your life. But you need that anointing to be activated. You need God to speak to you. You need God to show you. You need to wake up. You need his fiery love like that lion whose mane is on fire. And his eyes are looking for those whose hearts are toward him. You say, God, my heart's toward you. I'm looking at you. Would you look at me? You say, Jesus, I want to fill you up with your words and your presence in my life. I want the anointing on my life to increase. I'm asking Jesus. I'm asking Jesus for an increase of you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, that the anointing breaks every yoke. You know what? Some of us, like I said before, the anointing is being stopped. The flow is not going. You know, God's pouring it on, but it's like it's not going in. It's just running off your head onto the ground. It needs to go in. You need to be a vessel that he fills up. But sometimes it's our unbelief. Sometimes it's that it's our ignorance. We just don't understand. We don't know. Sometimes we're suppressing it because we're afraid of the anointing. What will people think? What will I look like? Will I become a spectacle? Will people make fun of me? Will my family abandon me? We have to let the anointing flow. We have to come into agreement with it. The Old Testament, they would kneel as the priest poured it on their head. I love it when the anointing came to Mary, a young girl in Nazareth. And God said, I've chosen you and my, my spirit, my anointing is going to come on you and overshadow you. And you're going to give birth to the word of God. She didn't suppress it. She didn't disbelieve it. She said, I don't understand how, but I say yes. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do to me, God. I'm willing. I'm your servant. God, I pray tonight, we don't really know what it means to be anointed as a king. We, we don't really know what your anointing is going to do and what, it's, what you really want to accomplish. And even those of us think we do, we don't because your thoughts are not our thoughts and your ways are higher than our ways. We always kind of minimize you and kind of fit you into a, a version that our mind can handle. But she said, eyes have not seen, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that you have in store for us. That means our vision's not big enough. We haven't been there. We haven't done it. Not nearly. God, we pray for the anointing to increase in this room right now. We're crying out for you, God. That without you, we can do nothing. That we need you, Jesus. You are the anointing. You are the anointed one. And you have come and made us kings and priests. You are the king of kings. God, you need your anointing needs to come on us and form us into kings. So you can be a king of kings and not a king of princes and a king of wannabes. God, that if we suffer with you, we will reign with you. That there might be a time of testing. And maybe the vision has been for a long time, but we need to write it down. That it will come and it will not tarry. You will do everything that you said you would do. 
that my times, like David said, are, are in your hands. God, you watch to see that your words come to pass. That's what your word says. And we say yes. Come on, I want you to, let's just begin to worship God. Stir up the anointing. to talk to God about what you need anointing to do in your life right now. Come on, ask him. Jesus, that you would anoint us to be kings and priests tonight, God. Father, even as we've entered literally a new dispensation of time, we've passed through the gate. Father, that you have caused us to be in this time. And there's an anointing that comes with that at this gate, at this transition, at this point of shifting, a point of no return. And yet we cannot move forward without your anointing. So God, I'm asking for an anointing to come on your people tonight. And not them only, God, but corporally those that are listening and those around the world, God, that you prepare us. We're asking for the anointing of a king to come on us. Father, for those that have ministries, they would begin to experience an increase of anointing right now in the name of Jesus. An anointing that your word is in their mouth and they speak the words of spirit and that are life. Father, that there's a fire on their tongue. That they speak the words with a fierce humility and a boldness. Bold as a lion. God, where it says that those of the tribe of Judah, Father, that they were like your bow. That they were worshipers and sit first in the battle with the lions that were carved and embroidered on their garments, Father. Father, going out ahead to face the enemy because they're not afraid. That those that know their God do great exploits. That their faces were like the faces of lions. Father, that you are the lion. That we're not supposed to weep. We're not supposed to cry because there has been found one worthy. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of Jesse. He has the power. He has the power. He has the power. Father, that we need power to be your witnesses. And power for your word to be performed in our life. That your anointing comes and it breaks every yoke. God, that your anointing comes over our head like fresh oil, and that you make us to have the strength of a wild ox. Father, that your anointing, your anointing comes down on the mountain like the dew on Mount Hermon. It comes down like the oil poured out on Aaron's hair that goes down onto his beard and his garments, even onto the ground. Father, that your anointing, your anointing, your anointing, your anointing, that you've anointed us and you have sealed us with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, will you come?
Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.